Hi, my name's Diana Trepkoff, and I'd like to welcome you to my new podcast called Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One? I'm a forensic artist who's completed hundreds of law enforcement cold cases, and I can tell you firsthand the pain and suffering I have witnessed on families of missing loved ones. I can see the pain on their face, I can hear the pain in their voice, and I feel it in my heart. My dream is that all missing persons will be found and there will never be another missing person ever again. That's what I pray for. That's what I hope for. And that is my dream. So please welcome my new podcast, Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One? And one by one, let's bring these missing loved ones home. Thank you. What would you, from your heart, want to say to Shane right now, if he can hear you? (laughs) Um, Give me a minute here. If my brother could hear me right now and he could see me, I would tell him that I love him, that he was always my hero. Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for listening to Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One podcast. Um, I have Cassie back on, and um, we're going to talk about her brother, Shane, and this is the third time she'll be speaking, and um, I'm so happy you're able to come back on, and I know it's not easy, and hi, Cassie. Hi. Um, If you just wanted to start off with just, you know, letting people know what happened and when this happened to Shane, just if people aren't familiar with the story and it, and who else is it better to come from than you, his loving sister? Uh, Sure. Um, So in June of 2020, I was trying to contact my brother to help him with uh, a application he was trying to make online. And uh, my mom and I were both trying to get a hold of him and he wasn't answering. And we were getting a bit concerned and uh, contacting a bunch of people. And eventually nobody was able to get a hold of him. And it was very out out of character for him. So we ended up contacting the police and reporting him missing. Because he, he didn't go very long without contacting his family or friends. And we found out a few days after. Uh, after multiple searches, multiple contacts with people, multiple misleading phone calls and messages and Facebook posts that uh, and and speaking with the police multiple times, uh, it was about maybe four or five days into him missing. We, we were told by the police he had been killed mm-hmm. and uh, his body was not recovered yet, but that there had been a shooting at a friend's house with witnesses that saw it happen and finally came forward and they saw he was on the news missing and they came forward and told the police what they'd seen and the police told us like they told my parents my parents came and told me and it was it was very earth shattering and downhill from there finding out that his friend uh not only his friend who had messaged me for days looking for him posting on his Facebook 
pretending to look for him, um, had actually killed him and mm-hmm. transported his body and had other people then take his body and dispose of him in a, what we're told in the river that he's never been located to this day. So we're not really sure if that's true either. Yeah. And that's in which river is that? That would be the Bow River in Calgary, Alberta. Okay. Um, and I'm so sorry as you're, as you're speaking, I can feel in my heart and soul, like the pain. I just, it's like, um, Every now and then I think of your whole family, your dad and mom, Shirley, and then Shane and you. And I just think like, how could this happen? And I know. Well, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to check in messages we get from you yourself. And it means a lot to us from somebody who just didn't even know us before this happened and just wanted to reach out and help. And that is extremely appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. I just, I just, I, I, I don't feel I could do enough to help. That's, that's what hurts me inside because it's just so wrong what happened. And when I look at the videos of Shane dancing by his car, you know, I'm like, wow, he was so full of life. He was such a happy. Yeah. That, one, that one video of that one video you see of him dancing in the, like the parkade. Yeah. I, like I always joke with people. I'm like, oh, look, like I, I obviously taught him how to dance real well. And he's just goofing around. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, um, I'm so happy there's videos, you know, I know they're so painful too, because you just want to reach in and hug, hug him because it feels so real that he could still be here. And then he's not. And it's, it's really hard. And I, like, I just, like you want to jump into that video and live that moment. Yeah. Like, like, and I still have some of his friends, they have like, uh, they have like Snapchat memories. Aww. that pop up throughout the years and when they do they'll send them to me whether it's just his voice in the background of something they did or uh, a 30 second clip of them together like they will always make sure they send them to me so I have them and it's such a gift isn't it like just to when you hear his voice again it's painful but I mean just like because my dad passed away and I only have one he used to always leave messages you know, it's your dad. I haven't heard from you this week. Um, call me. I miss you guys. And and I always mean to save them and I didn't save it. And I had one once one message and I'll hear it and I'll search for it. And I know when I hear it, it's going to be a really rough night because I'll cry so hard because I just, when it's finished, I just want to pick up the phone and phone him. I want to talk to him. I want to tell him. Yeah. Well, how, yeah. How life has been since he's been gone and how hard things have been. And, and I can't. Yeah. And so people will say, wanna- well, yeah, like don't listen to it, Diane. But it's like um, you want to tell them. Yeah, it's okay to be there for each other when times are really hard, and then you'll be there for each other when times are really good. Like this is when you know who your real friends are. That's what I've noticed in life. I've I'm a I'm a cancer survivor, an aneurysm survivor. Like I've had a lot of stuff. We all have, and you realize who's who really loves you and through this pandemic you realize who's real and who's not and what's most important in your life so if anything positive came yeah came came out of the pandemic so many I had so many people come running when my brother passed away like yeah we're here we're here and it was it was great to be surrounded by that much love and support but it almost seemed like the the more it went on the less popular or less in the media kind of thing it was the the fewer people you would have around. Like, at least they were there for me. And I appreciate it, whether it was for a minute or for a year. Yeah, it's, um, 
it, it's really sad. I wish, um, yeah, as long as you have the true people, the ones who love and care about all of you, oh, that's, yeah. that's what's most important. And then another thing, um, what I've noticed through the pandemic is a lot of people are really struggling and they'll pretend everything's great on the outside. Like you'll see on social media, everybody has this perfect life, but it's all about being real and authentic. And, and it isn't a perfect life. And a lot of people, like I would I think, well, no, and I, I would think, oh, I haven't heard from this person. I haven't heard from that person. And I would... But you on know, the inside, they're struggling so hard. Yeah. And then we don't know, like someone just found out they had cancer. Someone else, their dad has cancer. Someone else, like, and I'm like, oh, well, why don't they say it? But people, I, I don't. I have friends who are going through that with like their parents or their, yeah, you know, or their family right now too. Or I've had messages from my brother's friends who said like, sorry, I lost touch. Like I, I've really struggled with dealing and didn't know what to do. And I'm like, hey. Yeah. Take care of you first. We'll always be here if you need us. Yeah, I can picture um, his friends going through a really hard time. I can feel that. Like with same with like your whole family, you because it just it doesn't make sense. Nothing makes sense. I still like me and my boyfriend will talk and I'll say, I still I still can't understand how this happened to Shane. And like, you know. Just what I'm saying is it still bothers me so much in my gut that I think he should be here. And how can you guys move forward in a positive way when something has been so horrible done to someone you love so much? It just, it's, it's hard. So people can say, oh, move on. There is no, you move on whenever you're ready to move on. And I don't even know if move on's a word, just like what would be. You try and figure out how to live. Yeah. That's what's happened, I think. Because yeah. like, like I tell people, like, I haven't moved on. I won't not talk about my brother every day. I won't not tell his story. Of course, if you yeah. don't want to hear me tell his story, then take a hike. Yeah. Um, I will always talk about him. I always make sure, you know, like at, when we had his service in April, like the biggest thing was speak his name. Yeah. Hear his name, you know, yeah. and don't let his memory be forgotten. And, and like I tell people, I'm like, if you don't like that, then, you know, bye. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's not like, you know, oh, I moved on. It's, I figured out how to keep keep on keeping on. Yeah, yeah. Kind of what I tell people. Um, you got you to gotta still live your life because I always tell people, like, and my parents, I've told the same thing. Like, we're, we're not going to live in the darkness of his death. Let's live in the light of his life. Yeah, yeah. It's just... Um... Because if we sat here in the darkness of his death every day, it would destroy us and he would also be like god get it together yeah yeah and you know what i picture with you i picture with you talking to thousands one day i can see you on a stage and just talking so you know yeah that's I'm what in, i see I'm in, school. I'm in school right now yeah um i'm i'm in school for uh early childhood development education yeah yeah um, so I'm trying to learn how to work with kids and, and mostly focus on kids who don't have anybody. Yeah. Very good. Nice. Uh, but, and, and that's something I want to do as a career, but also like, I want to start a foundation in my brother's name on the side. Yeah. And I want to be able to go and like tell people his story and be like, mm-hmm, this, mm-hmm. this is this amazing person. And, yeah, you know, let's talk about things. Let's talk about getting people out of situations where they can't trust people and stuff like that I know it's that's a very broad spectrum 
you know, um, I can see you doing this and he, he'd be, I can picture him like smiling so huge looking down saying, yep, that's my sister. And I, I could see it. I could feel it. Like, and I, I always said that I said that to Marty, like I can picture she's going to make a huge difference in the world and I can, she's going to be speaking. Maybe I you're going to write a book, but I, yeah, you'll I do it. I can. I really do. And, you know, I even tell people like sometimes just the smallest thing, like a song that'll come on and make me giggle and I'll be like, I'll stare up at the ceiling and be like, I get it. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you playing it or whatever. Right. And instead of it making me cry, it'll make me laugh. Okay. Good. Good. Or feel a little like comfort or, uh, the biggest thing my, my Nana, my grandmother taught me when I was young was dimes from an angel. Mm. Mm -hmm. And when I find dimes in the weirdest places, like I, as much as some people don't believe in it, I do. I do. And, I, yes. and I laugh. And I'm like, I see you. I hear you. Yeah, that's nice. And what and about... I had a friend who lost her sister, you know, shortly after, Shane. Mm. And she went through the same thing. And she believes in the same thing. And she actually started a fundraiser called Dimes from an Angel. Nice. nice. And in nice. her sister's memory. Yeah, you sound good. I'm glad. And um, like, like, I know it's it not takes easy. It a lot to feel a little better and not sit there in pain and hate and anger it was something that took a long time to overcome was the anger of what happened and it it still does come where you're like I can't believe these people did this I'm still angry yeah and I mean like I just I, 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 I am still angry but it's like if I let the anger take my life over what is it going to do because I know he would usually kick my ass and be like knock it off yeah. Hmm. How are the cats? Because I know he loved those uh, two cats, the two cute did, ones. Yeah, my two, my two are my parents too. Um, the white. I think your your mom would send me the pictures. Oh, so my parents have two of their own, Chloe and Roxy, and then I have two of my own, Nemo and Onyx. Is yours black and there's uh, white and beige and stuff? Yeah. So they have. Uh, they have two that are kind of like gray and white or they're mixed colors they're beautiful and they're always together right yeah and I have a black one and an orange one okay nice that are not together anymore because they keep fighting oh (laughs) but if you put anything of Shane's around either of my two cats yeah they will immediately curl up and sleep in it nice I would love animals so much yeah, especially because I got the my oldest one uh, when I was 18. Mm-hmm. And so Shane was around for a lot of her life. And so when I put his sweater or something down, she immediately sleeps in it. Oh, that's nice. And it's sweet. And I've got his truck out back in my house. And, uh, it's a 92 F-150. It's a black Ford. It's old. And my parents have his uh, his Maxima, who was driving at the time, in their driveway. And that's that's gray. Am I right or no? It's silver. Silver. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying gray. to trying to think of the pictures. I remember him with a like the cowboy hat and leaning against the truck and yeah, like the the one that he's leaning against. My parents' picture is like that gray uh, Nissan. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's the one my parents have. And, and how are you? I have the one that he had been given to and sold and tried to buy back and I found and bought uh, through a GoFundMe actually. 
Okay. Um, it was a beautiful service too. I watched it. Yeah. It was you. beautiful. Um, as you know, it, yeah, it very sad, but it was also like, very beautiful to honor him. It was nice to have our sisters here. We have two sisters, two half sisters that live in Ontario. Oh, nice. Okay. And they were able to be there and be part of it. Mm. Yeah. And it was nice like to have his, his friends, like the, the 11 pallbearers you see at the beginning of the service. Okay. Um, the first, I think it's the first six, six or seven are his friends. Okay. And then the last five, I believe I might have the numbers wrong, but are, are actually all my closest friends from high school. Nice. Okay. So it was his friends and then it was like almost like all his big sisters. Aww. And they all put a purple rose in a vase for him. Nice. Nice. And then they all sat there and consoled each other. And it was really nice. It was nice too. Like I, I see like the girls kind of inter intertwine themselves with his friends. Yeah. And uh, all all my girls were trying to take care of his friends. Mm. Yeah, there's so a lot there, of love. There's a lot of people who do care a lot. Yeah, it was. It was beautiful. And, you know, as much as it wasn't nor a normal service, it was incredible. Mm-hmm. And the pastor who performed it is a family member. Nice. And he does, he's done all of our services for people that have passed in our family. Okay. Yeah. No, it was, it was, it was beautiful. I can tell a lot of heart was there. A lot of people really cared. They did. And it was really nice to see the outturn and the love and support. How are your parents? They are doing better. That's Um, good. It was, it was a, it's been a really big struggle. He's back at work and mom's at work and I would be back at work if a truck hadn't driven through my bar, but. Oh yes. I remember that also. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Super rude, but it happens. Yeah. A lot. But, a lot. Uh, every, everybody's kind of turning a corner into how do we do positive? How do we, how do we not you know, make this so negative or so painful or so dark. And so I tell people, like, if you want to ask me about my brother, I will tell you the happy stories. Yeah. And when I show a video, I call them the feel good videos. Yeah. That's nice. Uh, but I don't want to sit here and discuss, like I tell people, I was like, don't, don't make me discuss like the extensive uh, trauma of what happened. I'd rather you hear about who he was. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think that kind of helps us turn a corner into a good place. So what's your funnest, funnest memory? My fondest memory. Uh, I actually, I had to write about this in school the other day. Nice. Okay. Yeah. They asked me about a fond family memory. And I talked about when uh, we were in Disneyland. Mm. And uh, me and my brother were on the spinning teapots. (laughs) And it was like, it was when we had surprised him for his birthday to go out there and me and him, like, I remember us spinning the teapots and he, he's just laughing and laughing and laughing. And like, I can hear that laugh. Mm. And I remember, like, I can picture how happy and how much fun he was having and 
going on like a couple more rides like that day and like just seeing how happy he was and those are some of the fondest memories I'll ever have in my life like don't get me wrong like I've told you in previous podcasts where me and him would have like our uh, sleepover campouts basically in the living room where we would get movies and subway and nice, do our yeah. thing uh, there's sometimes there's too many to talk about but I'm glad there was a lot. I remember a lot of the Disney pictures and the Halloween pictures and you guys all dressed up and oh yeah, yeah. It's, I it's love it. One, like he knew he knew I hated clowns. I was terrified of clowns. Yeah. <laughs> I always have been. And one year he shows up with a clown mask at Halloween and I'm like, go away. <laughs> there's a there's a picture out there of me crouching, terrified in him over top of me in a clown mask. And it's hilarious. And how old were you? And then, it, uh, at the time, I was maybe eighteen, so he would have been eleven. Aww. What did Shane love? He loved um, animals, cars. Animals, cars. He really wanted to have a husky one day. Yes, yes. Because when I we wrote that, I wrote something. I made sure I found a husky to put in the write up about Shane. The first episode. Yeah, even uh, when we had a service, we. Uh, the thing was in lieu of flowers please donate to almost home canine rescue oh that's nice and it was something our friends had actually had a previous fundraiser for um yeah he loved his huskies or his animals any animals really he loved all you guys I can tell and all the photos uh, his family his yes. friends I so good with kids and cars like and even when he was younger, before he could drive, he would, like, take apart, like, his BMX bikes, put the back to it together. Mm. It was just, like, you knew he was going to be good with cars. And especially growing up with a, a mechanic as a dad and a mom who was so into uh, drag races and stuff like that. Like, it was just cars were going to just, yeah. It was going to be a thing. And that was one of the biggest things. That's how he met a lot of his friends was going to car meets. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, say hi to your parents from me. Absolutely, and I know they'll hear this too. Yeah, like I think of them a lot. I think of all of you a lot. Um, Thank you. Yeah, you sound you sound really good. I know it's probably up and down, of course, right? It's it's something that yeah, you have good days, bad days, but it's more like you know, if you let the bad days take over more than the good days, it's really gonna hurt you as much as like you do need to have the bad days and sit there and be like I'm sad yeah and that's that's understandable well, that's, okay. that's okay but you have to let the good days outweigh the bad days because if you don't uh, this is how I feel now with the amount of time that's passed is just if you let the bad days outweigh the good days like it's gonna it's gonna take you down it's gonna drown you I can and I know he'd be like don't do that yeah like I said I can tell you're gonna help a lot of people in life I can feel that and I can feel he's also really, really proud of you it. pardon I hope there's if I really I I thank you and I hope there is a point in my life where I can do that and reach out to people in that kind of situation or that have gone through stuff I've joined some Facebook groups like I've joined a uh, siblings and murdered siblings group. Mm. 
and we all send each other stuff. And I've joined a couple of support groups on Facebook. I've gone into, you know, some, a little bit of counseling. Uh, I touch base with, you know, Shane's friends, my family, my friends. And it's just, you have to, even if you're having a bad day, you got to tell somebody like, I'm having a bad day. Are you okay to talk to me for a bit? Yeah. And that's, I think that's amazing. Um, counseling's important and to be in groups where people can relate that, you know, cause either not everyone is going to, everybody's situation is different, but not everyone's going to understand. But if you're in that kind of community, you can all be there for each other. And that's so important. So I'm glad it you're, is, you're doing that. And to be honest, it took, it took till that accident. It might work for me to get into counseling. That's okay. You do it when you're ready. Because yeah, like after that guy drove through my bar and I thought I was going to die. Uh, once like I went through all that and everything that happened after that and how scary it was. I was like, okay. And it wasn't only that WCB was like, maybe you need that. I was like, maybe that's what I need now. Like maybe that was the eye opener. Mm. It's up to you if you and want to talk it, about it, that it, story. It, it, well, and like I told you, like it, it, it is a, you know, you go through something like it's only on your own pace. I always tell people to get counseling yeah. or get help. Yeah. And it was like, that was like the one that was like, okay, it's time. Because yeah. I really thought like when that guy, the borrow, I was like, that's it. Or was anybody hurt? Uh, yeah, so nobody died, but there was some severe injuries. Wow, that is sad. That's scary yeah, to see. Yeah. When I saw his headlights come through, like I was like, "This is it." But I always, I always tell people, I was like, "This sounds crazy," but as he was driving through, like I heard somebody say, "Run!" Ah, uh, Shane. Yeah. Yeah. And I tell you, I was like, whether you believe it or not, and yeah. I might sound like a crazy person. Nope, believe me, nope. don't believe me. That's okay. I do believe like my brother did yeah. save my life that day. So do I. As soon as you said that, I, I, I totally felt shame. Especially if, you, if you've seen the pictures of what happened. Like mm. it's shocking that nobody died, especially those of us that were standing there wow. in the bar. And the ones that were, when I was able to make it out of the way and the ones that were hurt more, that they, as much as they needed like emergency surgery and uh, help, that they were okay and didn't die. Like, I'm so grateful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm so grateful too. That would be very, very scary. And I'm glad nobody died in it. It would be tough to, cause that image would keep popping up in your head, you know, like that's hard to, you feel you're safe, you're at work, you know, and then all of a sudden you see headlights. That would be very scary. Oh, absolutely. The, the first time I went out after that and was at a local pub and I saw somebody pull up as I was outside with their headlights and I screamed and I was yeah. like, okay, calm down. <laughs> no, no, that's normal. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you, you're talking to people and I'm glad um, you're speaking about Shane. And that's one thing that I've heard a lot from families because a lot of people are, I think are afraid to, they don't want to say the name. They don't want to get someone sad, but keep their memory alive yeah. and keep saying their name. Cause that's what families want to hear. They don't want it. They don't want to ever go somewhere. And then it's like that person didn't exist. That person's special. They, exactly. Yeah. That and they, our, that was our yeah. biggest fear is don't, for, don't forget about him. Say his name. Yeah. Yeah. So like our, that was our biggest thing, especially during his service where we said, 
don't forget him, say his name. And like my mom would say, like, I'm, I'm scared people will forget him. And say his name, please say his name, please remember him. What's not to love about Shane from like, from exactly. seeing everything, he was just like, he was happy. You can tell he was like a joker, you know, like I would look at some stuff and start laughing. I don't even know him. I know him through exactly. you, your mom. I have some of my closest friends now that had never met my brother. Yeah. And they always tell me, I wish I had met him. Yeah, same here. I I, see him, but I see him through you. When I look at you, I see a loving sister. I see a beautiful person inside and out. And I see a loving sister to Shane. That you'll always protect him. You'll always have his back. That uh, my eyes are getting watery <laughs> as I say it. But that's what I feel. I feel oh, like you, you. you'll always have his back that you're going to make a huge Absolutely. difference and help people who go through s- stuff like this. When the time's right, it takes time. This this all is a process and it takes a long time. But whenever you're ready, I see you on a stage and you're going to be talking and people will be coming up to you and saying, thanks, what you said really resonated, really helped me. Shane's memory will always be alive through you because I know how much you love him, you, your mom, your dad, but I, I know you're going to be out there. And so I don't think he'll ever be forgotten. And I think, um, and you'll feel Shane always like proud of you because, because your love's so strong, you know, and that kind of love doesn't die. And that's how I feel in my heart. Thank you. That's so beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Like when you said, um, you know, earlier to me, I'm, I'm sorry about your brother. I didn't know. And I'm like, I, I never talked about it. And my mom, it it was, yeah, well, a lot of people didn't know. And I thought, you know what, um, something just, it was the pandemic through the pandemic. I said, mom, you know, I could draw Christopher cause she's still crying to this day. And the, and then I regretted saying that because she started really crying. And then I felt, oh my God, this is not the way I thought it was going to be. And I'll go slowly. And then eventually the drawing was done. Um, and then one thing led to another and yeah, we didn't know where he was buried. I thought my mom did because we didn't really talk about because it, it was so painful. But I always heard her cry through the years. And then before you know it, it, it happened so fast. And I believe he guided me. There's there's no way I could have found where he was buried that many years later when everyone told me, you'll never find out. The records have been burnt. I even And anyone who knows me knows I do not feel comfortable with cemeteries and funeral homes. Um, I just don't. And, but, and I was calling them and there I'm getting like rejection, like, nope, nope, he's not here. I said, well, can you check? And then I called back the same one in the, the following week. And she says, you already called here. And I told you he's not here and you can check other places. I gave you numbers. And I said, okay, my gut said that he was there. Right. So I said, okay, my name's Diana Trepkov. I'm a forensic artist. I completed 242 law enforcement cold cases. And I explained, I did this drawing for my mom. I heard her cry through the walls, you know, about my brother who passed away. And while she's here on earth, I want her to know where he is so she can go pay her respects. You know, she'd never know where he was, or is he even dead? Like, if you don't, find if we yeah she's never seen him deceased so how do you know he really died was he sold back then you know like good good for you for like sticking to it and being like I'm not giving up until I know well you know our gut is pretty good eh our inner gut voice but that is what that is what a big sister does yeah and I and before you know it she looked she found him happy that happened for your family 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I couldn't believe it. I got the message and she's like, we found Christopher. And I'm like, oh my God, did I just hear that? Right. And I couldn't believe it. I phoned and she's like, you can email us questions. I thought I'm not emailing. I called and I'm, I was hysterical. I'm like, you found him, you found him. And I wasn't surprised, but I was, yeah, you're, you just, yeah, because it didn't make sense that she gave birth. My mom gave birth to him. He looked gorgeous. She says he looked healthy. He was premature, but so was I. I survived. And they took him away and they said, take a long look at him. You're not going to see him again. They took him away. She thought, of course, she's going to see him again. And then she never seen him deceased. So because of what I do in my career, there's a lot of people, you know, that were sold back then babies. And so I started thinking, is he out there? And you know, it's really weird as we're talking right now, I dreamed of him last night at 27 years old. I don't know why 27. I had a dream and someone said, that's Christopher, but he was passed away at 27. So it doesn't make sense. And he had my nose and I was looking and it's weird. The dream's coming back to me now, but it was a weird dream. It didn't make sense. But anyways, um, we found out I where, think they he, where he is. I know, but why the 27 year part? He, he died right after he was born the next day. Yeah, it's weird, but it was. Um, I think they just like feel your pain one day, and they're like, "Okay, like I gotta reach out and I'm here." Actually, you're probably like a lot right. of people would tell me, "Like I'm out to lunch. You're being crazy. You just wanna, you wanna say that to feel comfortable." But it's like, no. yeah, well, until it happens to you, yes. you don't know <laughs> exactly because until it happens, everybody's like, "Whoa, I didn't believe in this stuff," but you know what? I got this sign, or or they showed themselves, well, or so, yeah. I've had so many people tell me like you just want to see that sign because you need it or you just want to believe that because you need it. You need to see it or no. you need to believe that or you need to see that or blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, well, if it happens to you, come back and tell me I'm full of crap. Yeah. You know and what? Not that I wish that on anybody. I would never. No, no, no. But I believe, but, I believe but you're, but you're going to get signs always. Yeah. And like for you, like, like I believe that was signs from your brother, right? Like, trying to help you find him and I I am so grateful for you that you were able to find that and and find him and and make that drawing and help your mom yeah miracle it was a miracle I still I still like I was showing that is that is that is a miracle that not a lot of people in their lives will ever experience especially this many years after yeah especially when everyone's saying no. And even when we were there they said it could be any he could be anywhere here anybody deserves if anybody deserves something like that to happen and be able to find that it's you guys. Thank you. But we all deserve the it. The amount thank of people you. you try to help. Yeah. The amount of people you you're out there trying to help find people, you know, like you're, you're the one who deserves to have that. Thank you. But we all do just like, just like with, um, with you too. It, what message would you want to give to people who are around the world? We're at 101 countries now. Holy hey. Yeah, it just built, built, built and <laughs> Sorry, people... that took me that took me a, that was a bit of a shock there. Yeah. Well same, same uh, for us. Message, I'm like, just in general or what do you no message about what you've gone through and about Shane. What message would you want to let everybody know? Uh I guess from I your say, heart. You know, if 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 you've lost somebody, you know whether you're fighting to find them or just fighting to keep them alive or their memory alive, uh, just do, do what's in your heart. Do what you think is best. Do what you think 
your heart is telling you makes you feel this is what I'm going to do today to make them alive to me or make their memory alive to me today. What can I do this day to make them proud of me? Yes. Yes. What can I do tomorrow to make them proud of me? If I have a bad day, can, can I do something better tomorrow to tell them, yeah, I had a bad day, but I know you're here because as much as that, that loss and that heartbreak is there and it's never going to go away, you have to keep on keeping on for them. You can't, you can't just give up and you have to be there and you have to be there for them. My biggest goal, like for me personally, is when I feel like I want to give up, it's like, no, you got to, you got to do it for Shane. So, and that's what I would tell other people. Like if you're experiencing that loss and that pain, think of, I got to do it for them. Even though this might be the worst day of my life or tomorrow might be a really hard day. You can have your hard days and you can be sad and you can be heartbroken. Ask somebody for help, reach out to a friend, a family member and ask just to talk, just to tell a story about them. Have a little bit of support. Keep their memory alive for you. Don't let them be forgotten. And just remember, like, they're there. And they're cheering you on. As much as it hurts that day, some days will be bad and some days will be good. But do what you can to make them proud of you as, as much as some days it hurts. Yeah, I'm so proud of you. And that's beautiful. And that's that's perfect what you said right from your heart you can never go wrong no I like and that's kind of like the thing like I try and think of right it's like oh man this day sucked but maybe tomorrow will be better yeah and if I sit here and keep keep being crappy (laughs) he's gonna be like come on and I think about his humor too yeah, like when yeah, I'm yeah. having a bad day, where I know he like his, I think of his humor where he'd be like, "Come on, Cass, get it together." And mm-hmm. I think of him like laughing at me and being like, you know, kicking me in the butt a little. So I'm always like, "Okay, what can I do to make you even one percent proud of me today, or something like?" Oh, he's stuff. proud of you. He's definitely even proud if it's of you. like <laughs> get up and do your dishes, or get up and clean the house, or. Yeah. Do a little extra schoolwork or something. He'd be like, okay, good. You're doing it. Progress over perfection. That's what I've been learning. Just it is okay to have sad days. Yeah. Those are a thing. Like that's just part of life. Like you can't be nobody's unbreakable. Like you gotta have your sad days too. But just don't let the sad days outweigh the happy days. And I'm glad there's a lot of happy memories. I, I I have so many beautiful memories of my brother. And like, I have my sad days too. Where my heart is broken and I miss him and I cry. And that's going to happen. But I just am trying really hard now not to let those outweigh the days where I sit there and think of the good, happy memories or watch a happy video or whatever I got to do. Because if I let that take me down, it's going to take me down. And my family on a dark, dark path that he would not want. One day at a time. Like and... I tell people, I'd rather, I'd rather tell stories about him or tell stories about how I persevere with what's happened than 
tell like a two hour story about how he died. Yeah. Like how he died is awful. And yes, I am still looking for him and we will still search the river for his remains or like wherever we can find leads to find him. We will, we will always do that. And we will always ask for help to do that because we still want him found. We still want him laid to rest properly. Absolutely. That's not something we're giving up on. Like I do still want help from whatever source I can find. So if somebody, somebody knows and they haven't came forward, what would you like to say? If somebody knows and still hasn't come forward, like if, if somebody knows like the story we've been told isn't the story, which uh, to me, number one, to be honest, would be awful. If you know for so long, what we've been told isn't what happened. Uh, I would say, please, 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 just even if you have anonymously have to, please tell us the truth. He doesn't deserve that. He doesn't deserve to be out there alone. It's not okay. And even um, crime, crime stoppers, they can if, call. Absolutely, they can call that anonymously. Yeah. But if the story we've been told is true, and there are people out there with better resources than we've had, to look for him I would also like beg anybody that could possibly help help as well it's just like it's hard to is this a real story is it not like it's so back and forth and yeah if there's anybody out there that knows something I don't know or my family doesn't know or the police doesn't know absolutely please come forward come forward anonymously if you're scared please just just do it and if that's not the case, then if there's anybody out there that has the utilities or the uh, equipment or whatever, anything to help, like, then I would also say, like, and I would like to beg for your help as well, because, like, as much as I sound like I'm on this positive note that I'm trying to do, I still need to find my brother. That doesn't, that hasn't changed. I remember your mom, she wrote that beautiful poem and I helped her with it um, about Shane and she still oh, has that. Yeah. Please find me. Yeah. It, it's beautiful. It was beautiful. And um, thank you for helping It's beautiful. No, she, she did all the writing. I, I, I did some like with his picture and stuff, put it together and she has it on Facebook. What would you, from your heart, want to say to Shane right now, if he can hear you? Um, give me a minute here. If my brother could hear me right now and he could see me, I would tell him that I love him, that he was always my hero, that even though he was younger, he was still my big little brother. Mm -hmm. and that I was always so proud of him. I still am. I didn't, that never changed. And that I will always love him. That will never change either. And that I hope that wherever he is, that he is happy and he is safe. And that he's kicking around with me a little bit of shit 
giving mom and dad a little bit of shit. But nothing will change about the way how I felt about him, how I always feel about him, how I always be his protector, his number one guardian, his big sister. And I will try and take care of the people who loved him as well. That's beautiful. Yeah, my eyes are all watery. That's beautiful. And um, and I'm sure, you know, he's with his husky and he's watching over you all. And I'm, I, I can just feel he's so proud of you. I hope so. But I don't actually really doubt that either. Because I know he wouldn't be like, oh, see ya. Like, I know he's around. Yeah, like like that truck that came into the bar. I believe that when you you said you heard that, I believe right away, Shane. So he's yeah, watching I over do. you. People are like, oh, Cassie, like you just thought you heard that. So you would run and I'm like, oh, what did I hear before the truck went through? Yeah. Like, who knows, right? But yeah, I believe it. Yeah. And, and um, is there anything that you wanted to end with? Um, I just want like anybody who is kind of dealing with a similar situation or similar heart pain or family loss or, you know, like just even if it's not reaching out to me, because obviously not everybody in the world can reach out to me, but reach out to somebody like who's there. Like as much as you think you might be inconveniencing people, you're not. If they love you, they're there. Yeah. And if you're a person you lost and just, you know, you got to make their memory live. And if it's what makes you feel better, then just do it. And if you're inconveniencing someone, then they're not your friend. They're not real. They're not authentic. And you don't need them in your life. So the ones who are real will be there. Reach reach out to the people who care about you. And they will be there because my friends, like my friends that are real, my real friends or my family, that's really my family. They never tell me to not talk. They never tell me not to tell a story. They're always like, I am here. I will listen. I'm, I got your back. Nice. So that's what I would say. Instead of if you're, if you're sitting in that dark spot where it's like, you feel like you have nobody to talk to, just reach out to somebody because whoever you lost, that's what they would want you to do. Okay. Yeah. So thank you so much, Cassie, for coming back on. Um, Thank you. You're amazing and you're genuine. So I really appreciate our conversations and, and um, I appreciate you so much for doing this all the time. Like, thank you. And thank you, thank you for keeping Shane's story alive and just keep posting about him. Like I really Of course. Of course. And and Shane, you're never forgotten. We're always going to talk about you and and fun memories and, and make sure the story is out there always. And um hopefully one day you'll be found. Um, so you know, you guys can honor him the way you want to. But all in all, I believe he's up there looking down very proud of all of you. And um and I want to let everyone know that. I now am doing a Facebook Live every Wednesday night talking about missing loved ones. So that's public on my Facebook page every Wednesday night. And I also just completed a a course so we can all crush down on crime together. And it's called The Artist to Forensic Artist. And it's the blueprint. 
So what I've learned in the last um, 20 years, over $100,000 in education, and everyone has always asked me, can I teach? Can I teach? And I was like, nah, I don't want to teach. I don't want to teach. And then through the pandemic, I thought, I want to teach. So I'm doing an online course on if you're an artist and you want to become a forensic artist, I'm giving away um, all the tools that, that I know for age progressions. And because there are so many people out there that come to me and I can't do all the work and we need more in the world. So I want to also say that. And again, um, thank you so much for speaking this morning. I'm going to send you a, a nice gift because you're in my heart and that's what I do. <laughs> so <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. And and try and have a good day today. And um, thanks have for being, well. yeah, you're real and authentic. Can't ask for anything better than that. So you're an awesome you. person. And and I know Shane's proud. Thank you. Okay, so thank you. you. Thank you. And I know he's grateful for what you do for him as well. Oh, thank you. Thank you to you. And thank you, Shane, up there also. <laughs> okay, take care. Oh, and, and then I'm just going to end with thank you to everyone for listening to the podcast. Can I help find your missing loved one? Have a great day and I wish you all the best. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You can be the reason why a missing loved one returns home or a homicide gets solved. Thank you once again. And happy new year, everybody. Let's hope um, 2023 will be a much better year for everyone. Okay. Take care, Cassie. Thank you. you too. Thank okay. you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One is created, produced, and hosted by Diana Trepkoff. Associate producer and sound editing by Marty Brown. Please don't forget to call in any tips. Thank you.